Hello. Okay, there we go. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Challenger podcast. You're with Morgan Tioka today, and I've got two of my really good friends in here, Anna and Tay. How are you guys? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. These guys are part of our high-performing team here at Project 180, and so I thought it would be a pretty cool idea to get them both on the show just to have a bit of a chat about women's um, struggles and social pressures that we deal with on a daily basis because I think that obviously the last few uh, podcasts that we've been doing have been relating back to body image and social pressures, social media and how we tend to value ourselves based on what's around us and our self-worth is based on who we hang around and what we're good at. And we had a really good chat the other day with Jaden and I think we're just going to elaborate more on how important it is to really understand who you are in order for you to feel like you have a place in this world and feel valued. I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. All right, thanks guys for coming on the show. <laughs> thanks for having us. This, um, I feel so weird and nervous about doing this every time I do it. <laughs> I hope soon I get used to it. But you just feel like a bit of an imposter when you start <laughs> doing it. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. You need to go back to teaching. But um, we were actually just having a really good chat before about yeah. identity and around, I guess, all three of us have had really different experiences going through school and growing up and Tay was the lucky one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I keep hearing like not just you guys but everyone's stories around me, especially this year more so than ever because I've probably just listened more this year. (laughs) (laughs) But I just keep hearing everyone's stories and just realise the struggles that are out there and that everyone has had to deal with. And, like, I guess to some extent me, but I've definitely had it a lot cruisier than most people because I've, like, yeah. Like, I I know Anna, her her stories. (laughs) I listen to them and sort of get mad. Like, I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. But, and and you were saying you were the same. Like, in school, you didn't have the the best time either. Yeah, like, I mean, I had moments, but I literally valued myself on the fact that I wasn't friends with the the cool group or I was friends one day with the cool group and then you know like obviously in years 11 and 12 that completely changed and you really start to find your niche Mm. and your friends yeah but like that middle high school you were just so (laughs) lost in like wanting to fit in and desperately wanting the approval of everyone around you yeah and so it's like if you don't have that space, like you were saying, you've like you've always had boxing, you've had your space that you yeah. just that's my confidence building area, yeah. and so I don't need validation yeah. from yeah. from people. That's so interesting because I've never thought about something like that because I've never had like a hobby or a sport that I've been that into. Yeah, and I think for me, I moved from Bundaberg to Mullaney in grade nine, and I had a I had a really good setup in Bundaberg. I had a really good group of friends, and then when I moved to Mullaney, obviously that was all gone. Yeah. And as the new kid, obviously there was like a bit of bullying and a bit of weirdness and jealousy and, you know, with the Definitely. boys giving me attention and the girls not liking that and then yep. lots of things like that. So I think that kind of messed that up for me a lot as well. And the rest of school from there was not very enjoyable, I don't think. I really struggled with it. Yeah, and it's so different for every single person. Because mm. I was saying to Glenn the other day, you know, oh, I spoke from this point of view I don't know how it's going to go. And he was just like, you just have no idea. You have no idea of people's stories and how it's going to touch people or whether it's going to make an impact. 
And I think I was saying to him the other day, like with identity and knowing who you truly are, it's sort of once you start to really find a sense of self and a sense of self-worth, you start to not look for validation from other people and you stop comparing yourself so much and I think that's what our girls do it like yeah you know you see them even in a sporting context yeah you just are constantly comparing yourself and going do I match up to this person yeah am I good enough and social media also doesn't help oh yeah it's so unrealistic looking on social media (laughs) these days it's definitely I think you've really got to filter through who you're following to make sure you're not comparing yourself to really unrealistic well you create your own echo chambers in social media and your own algorithms and stuff through what you like and follow so I think that also my dad has always taught me with social media he was like you can use it to your advantage like you need to follow the right people like the right posts because it's all algorithm and it's all echo chambers and you create your own reality on social media so it can be for me like as I totally understand what you're saying but for me it's actually the opposite because of who I follow and stuff like that it really helps me with um, body image and stuff like that because I've chosen to follow people that help me and go through and unfollow people that, you know, which isn't their fault, but if it affects me negatively with my insecurities then I remove them from my platforms. That is such a great perspective. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I've thought about that maybe once, but when you say it like that, that makes so much sense. It's and hard but because you're trying to – it's like some people are, can be switched on, but other kids – want to keep up with what's happening mm. and the latest the Kardashians or the latest Instagram models or the Tammy Hambrows and all these people and some people don't want to unfollow that because then they feel like they're missing out like FOMO in a sense mm. so yeah, like definitely. I get that some people can switch off and filter that and it's a good thing to learn but I feel like some other kids get almost FOMO in a sense because I know I'm definitely one of those people that yeah I know I should unfollow certain people and I just don't because I kind of want to keep up with it all yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm super privileged that I had uh, like parents to tell me this kind of stuff from a young age and talk to me about this kind of stuff and Definitely. how to create those kinds of environments for myself and because I've had um, mental health issues since a really young age so I think that's why my parents jumped on board really quickly yep. with the eating disorders and anxiety. They said you need to create your own reality on your phone and outside of your phone. So I think, yeah, and that's not a privilege that many people have had to have parents that supportive or, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think it's also the knowledge, isn't it? Like how amazing that your parents had that knowledge to go, you know what, we have a strategy that works mm. and we know it works. Which because is a massive privilege. It's a massive yeah. privilege to have parents like that. Like not many people have this kind of opportunity. And my parents created that for themselves and I hope to create that for my children. But it's I just I always recognise my privilege with this stuff and having the family that I've had to have the education that I have and the understanding I have of these issues. That support network. Yeah. Definitely. But I think that's obviously creating a virtual space where you feel comfortable within yourself. Definitely. Rather than you constantly f- like fighting for your worth. Mm. I feel like if you scroll and you see all those, you know, beautiful girls. Yeah. I definitely know there are people on my social media I should cull. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is healthy to go through and give it a, a bit of a cull and yeah. start to add. Because when you don't see it, it's not a thing. You forget completely forget about it. Like, Well, it's a mix of recognising why you feel like that. And, like, that you shouldn't feel like that as well as calling them out. Because you can't just be like, oh, I keep comparing myself, I'm going to unfollow them all. You need to actually, you know, recognise why you're comparing yourself and understand that women do this um, because of societal pressures and that's not fair either. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's important for you to be your true self that you feel confident around those insecurities and you make yeah. awareness of them. Yeah, mm. rather yeah. than just ignore them and cull completely. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it follows you, no one. When, yeah. you guys, when you guys were in, when you were both in school, social media was very. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram in, was just wasn't it? a thing. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. Because I was sort of lucky. I was sort of the back end. So MySpace, I think. <laughs> I had a MySpace account yeah. and um, and Facebook MSN. was just yeah, MSN. MSN. Yeah. I did and MSN. Facebook was just sort of coming in and MySpace was just phasing out. And yeah. it was all about who was on your top five yeah. <laughs> with your friends. And you'd like pick and choose and put them on there to demonstrate who you liked more. Yeah. And I remember thinking back now. I know that's like a real basic version of social media, but I don't reckon any of the top five people on my uh, friendship, like MySpace profile, were actually good friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like know, the look of it. It was people I was fighting for their attention or yeah. fighting yeah. to feel like I was good enough. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know, trying to create connections and relationships yeah. with them and it didn't really, you know, it was all fake Yeah, to be well, there's still honest. like elements of that in Instagram and everything. I'm sure people upload more photos with the people that they want to be associated definitely. with and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people want want to portray a certain look on Instagram. Mm. And I can definitely see it in more of the influencers. Like you'll always see them posting with other influencers and they're probably not even that good of friends, but they keep posting it because it will then boost their profiles and all yes, that kind of thing. definitely. But it's At all like not... It's a business. It's a business, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's... Um, like, what do you think the pressures are for kids? I think, I guess for us, you know, for me, I was lucky to not have to deal with a lot of that going through school. And then obviously you guys were just starting to deal with that with the Instagram just starting to come in when you're probably leaving. Yeah. But now you think about our, you know, year six, seven, eight kids who yeah. all have iPhones and who all are on social media. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on how to deal with that? Like, how do they deal with that in schools? I think it's really tricky. I think that obviously the stuff that I was talking about before and having conversations around echo chambers and algorithms and like creating your own reality and stuff like that is really important. I think following good role models as well. Like, Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think following people that will benefit you, like in the sense not just sports stars but musicians, people who are... Nutrition. Yeah, nutrition, striving and and things that will actually help you because, like Anna said, it can be used to your benefit, the Mm -hmm. social media. And I think if you follow the right kind of idols and people that will benefit you, then it can be used for good Mm -hmm. instead of just getting into that black hole of of, um, looking at people that are really unrealistic and uh, their photos and post bum pics every second day kind of thing like yeah, I think definitely. I think if you use it the tool for your advantage so I think you should really figure out what what you like and what not just what makes you feel good yeah what makes you feel good not just what everyone else is following yeah just definitely. find what you like and then find the like the better people in that some people I don't know who give me someone good that's a good to follow. Uh, yeah. Brene Brown. Yeah. Oh, there we I go. actually went on and started following who she follows. Yeah. Because she doesn't. I do that with really good. She doesn't ones. have a huge following. Yeah. I was telling Glenn the other day, and I went through and I found all these incredible, you know, activists for different yeah. things that yeah. I've never even thought of, and then I started following them, and then some of their posts came up the other day, and I was like, oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Just you know, yeah. things that I never would have dreamed of thinking about and people who I didn't know um like there was um a feminist uh, activist and you know someone for um 
social inc- inclusion with African Americans, obviously because that's quite powerful and big over in America at the moment, and just following them and yeah. what they had to say. It's real educated views on life and what they're currently dealing with. And it's educated, not just opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Until you're actually learning and you're like, yeah. wow, okay, I'm getting on my phone, which is yeah. meant to be, you know, society's worst thing that we're doing at the moment is being on technology and I'm actually learning things that are actually making me feel better about myself and feeling like I'm smarter or more yeah. intelligent so yeah you're right it is a it can be a very good space if you're smart about how you use it yeah, yeah. Which all comes down to education and talking about it with kids I talk about it with all the young women in my life especially you know making being careful who you're following and what you're engaging with on social media is so important yeah definitely and did you guys ever did you ever struggle with social media as a kid um not really maybe a little bit but i was i don't know i i I was like very so i was traveling from a young age as well because of boxing so i was traveling from 15 to 16 years old so all of the content i was posting was of me in a cafe in the philippines or me boxing or me doing this and me doing that and then from doing all that my platform started to grow heaps so then I didn't really find that I needed to compete with... With people. Yeah, I wasn't posting... I might have posted a bikini pic by in the hot springs in yeah. another country I was in, but it wasn't like a, you know, like... I wasn't it trying wasn't to compete to with get, that body image. It wasn't out yes. to get that sort of stuff. It was more my Instagram was sort of like a, like a blog to me. Like it was like, oh, I got to post all the cool things I was doing. Yeah. Whereas it's not like that for most people. Like most people are just trying to f- make content to to make them feel relevant and, and stuff and like purposeful. that. And purposeful, yeah. yeah. Instead of like walking away from social media and going, you know, sitting in your own discomfort for a, you yeah. know, a period of time and actually going, okay, who am I? What's my identity? Yeah. What do I value? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess for you also, like talking about identity and values, if boxing was gone tomorrow. I'd struggle. Yeah. I wouldn't have you're right yeah so I have based all my identity around boxing because that's all I've known since I was 11 12 and I remember when I was finishing year 12 I was battling my mum to continue boxing because she wanted me to go to university and I wanted to make the Commonwealth Games um but mum was saying like you know I'd been on a couple of international trips my mum was like you gotta go to university you gotta think about your future like boxing of course isn't you know, like it's not – if in, you know, it's one of those things in sport. If you're in the top 5%, you make it. If you're the rest, it's not, you know. Yep. So she was trying to say, like, you need to start having a backup plan and doing all this. Definitely. So we had come to this massive argument when I was living on Brad Allen and it was about I had to give up boxing or or it, give it a back seat while I went to uni kind of yep. thing. Um, and I remember just crying. I was just like, no, I'm not – I can't – like, I don't know anything else and I just couldn't. And then I moved out of home <laughs> the next the next week up yep. into Korea and boxed full-time. Yep. <laughs> boxed morning, night and got a job in Korea. But, yeah, mum obviously would have preferred me to do uni at the time but I think now she's really happy. But at the same time, I do need to look into into – into having other things around me, which I think I've done in this past year with all my friends, my friendship circles, going surfing, skating, incorporating other hobbies into my life. Um, Even 180, that's another, like another space space that I have now. And I'm trying to create all these different spaces that aren't just boxing. And I've been, when I was growing up, I was just traveling with a national team and the only people I knew were the people on the national team. Yes. So that was another thing that, 
it was all my identity. And then as soon as I went professional, I started separating myself from hanging out with boxing people outside of boxing. Yep. It would just be, I'd go, I'd do my boxing and then I'd have my life outside of it as well. Mm-hmm. Just to sort of create some sort of, yeah, some sort of identity outside of boxing. Boxing. Yeah. Good. Would you say you know what your values are? What my values are. Yeah, like both of you. I, like, for example, um, have you ever done the values cards? No. no. Glenn's got values cards. We'll bring them out one day. But we, you sit down and you sort of start to prioritise what is the type of person you want to be and who do they look like based on the values that you have. So even though right now I might be, you know, kind-hearted and I might have tendencies of showing um, generosity or I might be humorous or I might be uh, empathetic, the person I want to be is hardworking, assertive, relentless, kind-hearted, supportive and you'll sort of be able to eliminate a few and get down, get it down to maybe four or five mm. and then from those you go, okay, I'm going to try and consciously make decisions based off the person I want to become, not the person I currently am. Mm. And so then you start to sort of like figure out what are the behaviours in your life currently that are causing you to not be that person Mm. that lives within their values. Mm. It's like for you both, what would you say are some of the values that you hold dear to your heart or values that you go, you know what, I want to be that person or I currently have this value I'm currently a loving person and I I do love that self that about me Mm. I'm a trustworthy person I love that about me yeah what would you say what would you say I think for me I'm massively empathetic and I love that about myself but sometimes it's a weakness because I (laughs) it kind of makes it a lot harder for me to help people because Mm -hmm. I I'm such an empath that I struggle to get out of that and actually be able to be supportive because all I'm feeling is what they're feeling like hard on your sleeve, just yeah. completely engulfed in their emotions. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm trying to work on compartmentalizing. Yep. And yeah, like learning to, you know, get things done as well as be supportive with them and try to move forward with it, I guess, rather than just be there feeling with them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched like a video on TikTok, and in the video, it was talking about how someone's mum had passed away and she just started crying. <laughs> Like proper bawling your eyes out. <laughs> I've done that before with like an Instagram story. I think it was on like um, oh, I was on one of the NRL boys, the, one of the Fijian boys whose dad's never come over to watch him play, <laughs> and then they organised for him to come over and watch him play, and they did a huge documentary yeah. on it, and then they showed that he came over and I was just like, <laughs> like in this and, and to be fair, I'm pretty sure I was super hormonal <laughs> on the time she's talking about, but. No, I definitely take on people's feelings and I've been like researching and working on compartmentalising and um, yeah. Well, what's one out. you'd, you'd want to have? Like what's a value like, oh man, I wish I had that or I wish I was more, you know, and then fill the blank in. What would be one for you? Mm. I wish I was more empathetic. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I'm the opposite. I, I should be more empathetic. I don't take on people's... Emotions. emotions yeah like I can obviously feel for people and stuff but not to the ex- any like the extent I think I should sometimes yeah like I can just be very 
down the line. Down the line. Okay, well, this is the problem. This is how you do it. Like, what do you, don't what take do you need me to do? Yeah, what, that's <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Someone this? needs, can yeah. someone hug it? I don't, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. how to help My her friends right now. in school, like, used to always, like, one was crying me at break and I was just like, yeah, it's yeah. Very, <laughs> yeah, very tapping their on the shoulder. Yeah. Although I got class now, but if you need me, you know, just swing me a text. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's me, <laughs> and I'll sit with you. And I feel I feel uncomfortable as well. Like yep. I just don't know what to do. Mm. So I I need to. It's definitely something Work I on. wish I could be, because I know that people around me would like prefer that, but it's just something I really struggle with. Yeah, well, I think that we all. But it's really important to have different kinds of people at the same time. You know, like we need to have people like like me that are obviously I want to get better with my compartmentalizing but we need really empathetic people in the world for certain things we need people like Tay that can just go straight down the line and get stuff done when it needs to be done and what would you say practically helpful what would you say you you would be I I definitely know that what I want to be is still a huge work in progress so I want to be very assertive so that's the ability of saying um telling you how I feel about something but not um, you know, getting defensive. So yeah. if we disagree, being able to successfully disagree and move forward from that in a healthy manner mm-hmm. instead of me just, you know, saying how, what I think and then trying to fight with you and pick with you until you jump on my side. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. I want to be like, you know what, it's okay that you feel that way. It's okay that I feel this way, but we need to leave it there because we're going to have to agree to disagree. We don't mm. need to get along. Yeah. And I think in a workspace or in a space with people with authority, I really struggle to do that. I want to just, you know, be compliant. I just want to be like, yes, okay, no worries. And and then, but I walk off away from that then and I become really resentful because I didn't show good boundaries or I didn't turn around and go, you know, I don't agree agree with you Uh, these are the reasons as to why I don't agree with you and then it's okay that we don't agree but we need to find some common ground yeah that's a value of mine that I have to be better with yeah I think that's good in all so 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 relationships workspaces friendships yeah I think Mm. like in a relationship or friendships I'm really good at it because I sort of have a good connection with you and trust but with strangers or people that I don't know well or authority um, in a work in my work I definitely would struggle with that yeah um, and then another one is just to be more reliable so I'll say yes to you and I'll be a yes man and then I'll walk away and then I'll realize that I couldn't say yes to you I actually have a whole another things I'm, I need to need to be doing yeah and then I have to go back on my promises or mm. go back on what I said I could yeah. do so it's just that do what you say you're gonna do yeah. that's like um, we were speaking about yesterday was it where we um, Bruno Brown, when she was yeah. saying, like, when you s- say, if you're not going to sp- talk to them again, don't say, I'll call you tomorrow. I'll call you later. Yeah, I'll call yeah. you later if you're not going to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's something so small, but it's something that would create, like, those... Lack of reliability. Lack of reliability, yeah. Yeah, because you're saying, like, uh, I'll talk to you soon or I'll shoot you a message later or apologies, I didn't get back to you. You know, I didn't see my phone and it'd been like three days. It's like, we know you've been on your phone. Yeah. You know, things like that. Like just yeah. do what you say you're going to do. Just say it. goodbye and leave it at Yeah, that. and deal with you the discomfort. Yeah. Because there is discomfort yeah. around it. You want to please. You like go out of your way to try and people please. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're just making, you know. Um, yeah. Creating little resentments. Yeah. As well. 100%. So that's definitely one for me, reliability and doing what I say I'm going to do because yeah, I overcommit I myself. As well. I'm a yes man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. walk away and like, 
everyone's like, why are you so stressed? And you're like, because I've said yes, i got to do this and <laughs> then I've got to do that. And I said I'd go to training tonight and then I'll also go and play touch for a friend and yeah. overcommit. Yeah. And then you have no time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's definitely one for me. I think in the moment, like, you have the idea to want to be able to do these things, yes. but it's just not realistic. Definitely. Yeah. And it's definitely having the strategies around you've got to write them down and you've got to ha- be able to look at them every day. Like, I've got a whiteboard marker and um, everyone says have a, have a vision board, but I, I didn't have one. I was lazy. I didn't want to go to Officeworks and grab one, so I just grabbed a whiteboard marker out of my backpack and I just started writing on I have those huge floor length mirrors in my room oh yeah (laughs) I just started writing all around the edges so I've got like the person I want to be on one side and then I've got questions on the other side and it's did you live within your values today Mm. what would be and then I've got my values written down you know not hardest working kindest supportive person do in that situation Mm. because I feel like I I'm really good at just being my true self but at Mm. the end of the day I don't want to be this person I want to be better than this person so in order for me to do that I've got to constantly reevaluate. yeah what am I doing in those moments and align your actions with what you say you want to be were those behaviors living within my values Mm. and then move forward from that and it's just this consistent hard gritty process it's not easy yeah and you constantly have to be conscious of your behaviors yeah but it's definitely making a difference, I think, learning that stuff here and being around those sort of people who are yeah. constantly pull you into line or just question sort of your behaviours and go, is yeah. that is that doing what you say you're going to do? Yeah. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's lots to do with who you surround yourself with, for sure. Mm. Especially in this place. I mean, you finally put yourself in a, in a place of honesty yeah you know where people aren't scared to pull you up and go hey you know you said you're gonna do this and then you did this what does that actually say about you being in 180 everyone's values are just so so good like everyone's just striving to be better like Mm -hmm. yeah I come in and I see like I think it's such a good environment and people can find environments like this it's so good because it's like when you see for instance Keely or or all them and I see them posting and they're just in here like every afternoon for hours just trying to be better like trying to hit a new pb on their weights trying to do this mm. and it's like all the clients in here and all different aspects everyone's just Definitely. such a great energy to be around to motivate me to want to be better as well and they mm. like even when i'm training they they motivate me they'll call it let's go champ and all those kind of things i think it's definitely your surroundings and and they'll be the first to pull you up if i was to disappear for three weeks if i was out drinking or something they would they would question it and they'd be like, what are you doing kind of thing. 100%. Yeah. it's You know everyone's intention is yeah. good here. We were actually yeah. talking about that with Glenn the other day and it was make the most generous assumption of people and understand that their intention is always coming from like a good kind yeah. heart and you'll end up probably, you know, feeling better about yourself and the space yeah. that you're currently in. Yeah, and, and people will be like in here, that they will say it as it is in the nicest way possible but – Outside of here, I would definitely have friends. So say I would be like, oh, should I should I come hang out this weekend? And I'll like, probably have to do this though. And they'll be the ones to be like, oh, like you can make it miss. This will be pretty fun. Like they'd yeah, be like that. that and pressure. they don't have that best interest of me at heart in a sense. They don't think what's better. They'll think what's better for, the, for them. What's funner for them. Yes. They don't actually think, well, well, she actually does need to do that. I think people that really care about you, like really, really care and love about, like love you, just hold you accountable 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But isn't it funny? It takes a lot of learning for us to be able to handle that. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, being around people who are going to be honest with you, yeah, it's not the easiest no. to handle. And all of your quick fix reactions and defence mechanisms tend to come into play as soon as you're around those people because yeah. they start to question who you are and you just relate that back to not being a good person or not yeah, being good it enough. it feels like yeah. an attack. Yes, and yeah. so what do we do straight away? It's fight or flight. We either yeah. run from the problem or we straight away get on the defensive and start attacking them. Yeah. And then, you know, five minutes later realise it's way too late and you're like, <laughs> okay, I've created a snowball effect and now I've got this huge <laughs> yeah. fight over something that was so little. Yeah. And now to get yourself out of it, you've either got to completely just be like full accountability, like... I'm so sorry for what I've just <laughs> said and done. That was out of line. You know, but yeah. the courage to be able to make awareness of the fact that you're doing that and you reacted poorly mm. and then to come to terms with the fact that you're going to have to go back and apologise for your actions. Mm. That little space, I reckon, is one of the hardest yeah. for us to do. It's hard because when you get to being accountable, you have to let go of the emotion you're feeling as well. Like... You, you sometimes believe it yourself even though when you if you take a step back and breathe and then realize what the bigger picture is you're like oh maybe I was wrong but when yeah. you're caught up in the emotion it's kind of like in your head there's no way you're wrong in a sense yeah. I'm like I always when, when you feel I'm, attacked yeah yeah when I'm on the defense it takes me a lot to get out of my head yes that I'm not right yeah <laughs> like even though I know I'm not always right like I can sit here and be like I'm never always right I'm probably wrong Majority of the time, the time. <laughs> yeah. but it's funny with women, and I think the research has said that we just need to be validated, and so we have a tendency that if we are listened to, that's all that's needed. It doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we always want to be able to share our opinions or share how we feel about something and express ourselves, but we don't necessarily need you to turn around and fix it for us. Well, yeah. They say you should ask that when someone comes to you, and it seems like they want to vent or like something they've got a problem. Like you can ask people do you want solutions or do you want to vent? You know, like, and that's like a super good thing in relationships. And my dad has done it with me for a long time as well. Like if I come in like are you just or venting something, or? yeah, he's like, do you want, because sometimes he'd throw answers at me and I was like, stop. Yeah. Like, I don't want to answer. I yes, just want to be upset right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. So I think we're going to finish it there. But the key, um, I guess, takeaways for me, the first one, that strategy you said about social media, I think that was a a massive key one. So just making sure that you understand the algorithms behind whoever you follow, that you're going to actually attract more people like that towards your news feeds or what you're scrolling on. So just be very aware of the people that you're following because that's going to cause the environment. So if you're following people that you know, are quite pretentious or materialistic, yeah. well, then you're going to put yourself in an environment where you're comparing yourself to those people. Yeah. But if you create a social media platform where you're following, you know, leaders, dietitians, yeah. athletes, yeah. well, obviously you're going to be more inclined to be able to see those types of people coming through on your newsfeed or your social media. Yeah. And that was awesome. I think that's a really great message, especially to our young girls Yeah, who are listening. And also going back to and I'm probably going to keep going back to it but just starting to become really aware of what your values look like yeah you know who you are and who you want to be yeah. and then it's not an self. easy thing to find too yeah no there's like there's something like 60 70 values on this one page I saw the other day and you want to be like 30 of them <sighs> you know but then you've got to prioritize them down to about four or five yeah. and go okay well each of them 
relate to about three or four behaviours, so which one can I realistically focus on? Yeah. But I really appreciate your time today, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thanks so much for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.